Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five-star review. Have a great day. Monday, everyone. How are you doing today? Thank you for watching these daily shows. Yes, original content is created every day on this channel. Uh, We will at least create one video about what is going on in the market, both real estate, stocks, and like, just the general economy. And I hate to say it, but I think as I sit here Sunday morning, kind of now read, watched the Warren Buffett uh, shareholder meeting kind of live stream, um, kind of went back and looked at Thursday and Friday's kind of selling. And I got to tell you, I think I think Monday, uh, again, never take my advice on stocks. I own no stocks. I have no skin in the game. I frankly hope stocks go to the moon. I just don't think it's likely. Um, what I think is going to happen is um, stocks are going to be under pressure. I think people are starting to realize that Main Street and Wall Street are far apart. Uh, the fact that Warren Buffett raised capital or raised cash, I should say, uh, sold all of his airline stocks. He is clearly not picking a bottom. Uh, I think a lot of individual investors, certainly of my age, uh, look to Warren Buffett as a sage, as someone to follow. Uh, I would expect airline stocks to be down substantially. Uh, I did do a video yesterday or a live stream yesterday about really what I took from Warren Buffett's session. So if you want to see just that, it was uh, was released yesterday. Um, But in the end, I think people are going to take Warren Buffett's kind of subtle advice like, hey, let's sell some winners. Let's let's raise some cash. Let's get ready for a long road a hoe. Uh, Clearly, Warren Buffett is always up on America, always bet on America, all of those, you know, buy an index fund, all of those things. But I think it's pretty clear he sees some choppy roads ahead. You can never pick the top or bottom. Uh, but I think it's pretty clear he is uh, he's raising cash. And without saying it, that's going to mean something to a lot of investors. So in the end, I think Monday, certainly Monday morning, is going to be a day in the red. Uh, we haven't had a down day of a thousand in a while. Uh, the the lo- lowest I remember is six or eight hundred here recently, which is great. I think Monday might break, um, might break in the morning. I think the morning is going to be a pretty decent amount of pressure. It could certainly come back. The Fed is pumping trillions of dollars. Uh, the money's got to go somewhere. Uh, it may not hold the whole day, but I do think Monday morning is going to see renewed pressure from individual investors. Uh, so we will see where the machines and algorithms take it from there. But it's uh, it's going to be interesting. The other thing that I'm seeing is, again, as a consumer economy, one of the reasons I've been watching it forever uh, that I'm now appreciating is consumers need to feel safe and they need to have faith that tomorrow will be better. Right. Those are underlying opinions. Oh, good morning. Uh, hopefully you're doing OK, Justin. Uh, UC Davis Med. Hope everything's okay. Hope be safe. Thank you for all you do. Um, but again, back to the consumers and what I why I've been watching them for 20 years. Again, they're they're the engine of the economy. 
And yes, I am thoroughly happy that we are starting to crack open different states and we're starting to limp towards a new normal. But have we really done anything to make the consumers feel safer? Right, I just think there are so many things going on um, you know, that we have to appreciate. First, pretty much everything, restaurants, retail, gyms, is going to be less dense, right? Six feet, social distancing, all of those things. Is that going to feel normal? Is that going to be enough to get us back? Maybe. But if you're one of those businesses, you probably built that business without six feet social distancing. Um, exactly. People are afraid. People are afraid. Uh, I think Warren is keeping his cash in cash. I don't think he has them in T-bills, but I don't know. It didn't, it didn't go over that. But yeah, this is all about safety, consumer confidence. Just because you open doesn't mean customers come. This is not the field of dreams. The other thing we have to realize is not only lower distancy, but the businesses that were built have a cost structure that doesn't work tomorrow. It really bothers me that we are, we are trying to act like a cost structure that was meant for 50 people in a restaurant is going to be profitable at 20. It's just not. It is just not going to be profitable. And then if consumers don't come, you've just increased your cost structure and we're going out of business again. There's got to be a great reset, uh, start over. Um, you know, this all goes away if we get a, a, a vaccine, you know, tomorrow, then the world is, is back. But where I'm going with this is we're limiting revenue in a lot of places. We are. Social distancing is a revenue limiter. But we are throwing on so much more cost, the cost of running a restaurant, the cost of running retail, just the extra cleaning and probably some wage increase. And it's just, it's going to be hard. And we need to realize that. And again, the consumer is not, with all this stuff going on in the media, we're not doing a great job of making the consumers feel safe. For the first time that I can remember, maybe since some early days after 9-11. After 9-11, it felt, you didn't feel safe for a few days, or at least I'll speak for myself. You just weren't sure, right? We held our daughter out of school for a little while, right? We just didn't know. This just feels like it's going on longer and longer. So consumer behavior is going to be changed. Um, I also think business behavior is going to be changed. We're not talking about this enough. More and more reports are coming out about how successful working from home is. What does that mean for offices? You know, what does that mean for, for retail? I think business behavior is changing. You know, if you, if you used to lease four floors on a, a skyscraper, do you need four? Can you get away with two? I think business environment has changed. I think I think this is interesting. Then I go back to all these PPP loans and how inefficient and you know blah 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 all of those are. I just wonder if you know these small businesses would be better going out of business, 
cleaning themselves up for a little bit and then coming back out in a new model where their cost structure is set up appropriately, where they're not carrying overhead and debt from yesterday. That balance sheet, um, that balance sheet kind of recession that Japan is in really, really, uh, really, really um, scares me. There was a question here about pipeline. I believe you're talking about my enterprise software folks. It's not good. You know, there are some companies that are cl clearly doing okay because they empower security and they empower um, work from home, right? So there's a there's an uptick in those companies for sure, but they're very unbalanced pipelines. There are entire uh, what they call verticals. Think healthcare, think uh, communications, think finance. You know, these are just often verticals inside software. And there are entire verticals that are gone, just meaning zero pipeline. Now, the pipelines look fine from spreadsheets. And if you're not smart enough to quiz your sales reps, then shame on you. But um, pipelines are as rough as I've ever seen them. And I used to run worldwide teams for, call it 18 years, 15 years. It's not going to be good. There are exceptions, right? There are a couple of companies that are just cleaning up because they do security and bandwidth and all of that kind of uh, stuff. But in general, rough, ugly. There will be layoffs in tech. There is no question. These pipelines, you know, you may want to hold tight, cancel new hires, you know, get rid of contractors. It's not going to be enough. There, there will, Silicon Valley is going to be in trouble. No question. So in, in the short, pipelines are not great. Um, so again, the PPP loans, I just wonder, I just wonder if it's a good idea to add more debt to your business. It just doesn't make sense. Revenues will be constrained, expenses up, and then you have this debt on top. Even if it's, you know, quote unquote, could be granted. I mean, do you really want to deal with the government to put that through? Uh, it just doesn't feel right anymore. It felt good when it was announced. It felt like we were helping the right people. But I'm wondering if we're just adding rocks to their backpack, right? If, you, if you've ever gone hiking, the last thing you want to do is pick up rocks and make it harder to hike. It seems like that's what we're doing with small businesses, and it's probably not the right idea. Uh, another thing we got to do is we have to look at China data. Now, again, I'm here to tell you I don't trust anything that comes out of that managed economy. But we still need to look for crumbs of information. Uh, one that I have seen recently is traffic. Apparently, traffic is up Monday through Friday because people are buying cars. That's a diff That's a change because they're not trusting public transit. Notice a change. Uh, so a lot more cars on the road Monday through Friday. But the weekends, light. Nobody's out. People are still scared. They're now going to work. I wonder if they're going to work because they have to, like they're being forced, or, or what's going on. Um I think the middle class is getting hammered. I think they're helping the low low end and helping the high end. I think the middle class, both middle and upper middle, are getting smoked, um, which is unfortunate. Um, so again, China is seven weeks ahead of us. That is, at least they're at least seven weeks ahead of us. And if their consumers are not going out on the weekend, what does that mean? That means this V-shaped recovery we are all hoping and praying for is out the window. Um, yeah, I would, yeah, traffic is, 
you got to watch that stuff. You got to watch for little signs, right? You don't don't listen to the uh, don't listen to the government. Just watch consumer behavior. So when you see traffic in Beijing down, that should tell you something. Another thing is uh, back to real estate, which is this channel, uh, National Associations of Realtors, called NAR. Seventy-six uh, percent of agents say their sellers are not contemplating a price reduction. Not to be surprised, um, you know, most contracts are signed for 90 days, some are for six months. Uh, most sellers, most sellers don't have to sell. If you don't have to sell, you are very likely to let the contract run out or just take it off the market. But if you have to sell, uh, life events, death, divorce, job transfer, loss of job, you're going to be lowering your price. So this is coming. This, this, this number is sticky on the way down. People remember yesterday while buyers want tomorrow and we're stuck. Uh, there's an article in Forbes that freaked me out. Forbes magazine. Uh, actually, I don't know if it was in the magazine. I saw it online. I should be clear. Um, yeah, so um, Forbes is projecting delinquencies, right? And they're comparing it to 09. Just so you know, the, the biggest delinquency rate in 2009 was 14.4% of all mortgages were delinquent. Actually, that's serious delinquent, so that's 90 days. Can you imagine, what is that, one in eight, one in seven? 14%. Um, yep, patience, absolutely. Just wait. So this is what they're projecting, and this is something you have to follow. And back to being patient, which uh, I think Ray just put up. Delinquency peak is not expected to hit until Q1 or Q2 of 2021. If you're being aggressive today and locking up properties of investments, you are early. You're just freaking are. You're early. Delinquencies are not projected to peak until Q1 or Q2 of 2021. That means these are sales in Q2 or Q3 of 2021. Just realize, serious delinquency does not mean sale. There's still three, six months after that. 2020 is gone, folks. Gone. Um, if you can, there's a lot of a lot of lending programs have changed. So if you can get a business line, go for it. But not a lot out there. Uh, so again, delinquencies are not till 2021. Now here's the deal. They have a, ba um, a base case and a worst case. Base case, 12%. They're expecting 12% delin serious delinquencies in early 2021. That's frightening. But their worst case is 20%. So their base case is kind of equal to 2009. Their worst case makes 2009 look like a layup, well, at least a free throw. That's frightening. So lots of stuff going on in real estate. Too many people are going early. You're looking for, you're looking because because you, you're in the game. You watch this channel. You're ready. You're ready. You're ready. Man, we got six months for this stuff to kind of trickle through. So be aggressive. Learn your market. This is the time to research. As Ray said, make offers below asking. Test the market. Test the market. Um, I just put in offers that make sense. I mean, I, I don't try to forecast anything. 
I try to write in offers that are great deals for my market. I've looked at my market for 20 years. I teach people how to learn their markets. That's all it is. Real estate's pretty easy. Uh, yes, automatic checkout. Absolutely. Yeah, this is, this is going to be interesting, folks. It's all about the consumer. And the consumer doesn't feel safe. The customer has to feel safe. And we're doing a pretty horrible job of making them feel safe. So in the end, that's what I got today for this. I have a lot of uh, several more live streams scheduled. I did a lot of reading yesterday. It was a stay at home day or stay inside day, I should say. Um, low rates are going to be around for years, two, three, four years. Easy. Um, so that's what I got. I got uh, I'm going to do something about the Seattle real estate market, which I think is interesting because it, it was a hot spot on the West Coast first. So there's some interesting data there. Uh, I have a, uh, a call out to our politicians to be humans and not forget that uh, they're Americans first and Republicans and Democrats second. So I'm going to do something there. Uh, I got a lot of other articles I might talk about if I feel like it. And of course, today's Sunday, so I have to do my goals video sometime today as well. I'll let you know how last week I did on all my goals. So end of the day, have a wonderful day. Take care of yourself. Happy Sunday. Don't forget to get some exercise. Bye.